the Podjectivity Network. I've helped Mark move about eighteen times since he's lived here. And he met me, and the only reason I keep him around is because about every three years I move. Very handy. I've got a truck. I'm huge, and but the joke, the joke is, is that moving Mark like he's got his Millennium Falcon. He's I don't even know what what's his son's and what's his. It's very blurry. Oh, okay. So much star vintage Star Wars memorabilia mixed in there. Wow. And and the shamelessness of his nerdiness about (laughs) all this is endearing. My mom gave me a tote box of of all my this is wet, by the way. (laughs) Um Gave me a tote box of all my G.I. Joe, my G.I. Joe figures and um, vehicles from when I was in like fifth grade. And most of course, Rose that had in a labeled box. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was still all there together. And I like, yeah, I was super excited God to find those. But I was in the attic somewhere with some bat poop on it and just cleaned it off. And- <laughs> Just clean the bad shit off of it. Is that snake eyes? What'd you, what'd you think of the snake eyes? What'd you think of the last movie? The last Star Wars movie? Yeah. Uh, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, um, you know, um, you think? I, I, at this point in obviously at fan. this point in my life, if you put me in a comfy chair in a dark room, I'm gonna fall asleep, and I did not <laughs> fall asleep during that movie. So I liked it. There was some holes, there's some plot holes that I didn't really like. I I could have seen a little bit more of R two D two and C three PO, who have been like the sure. only characters in every single freaking movie. Maybe in the last, right. maybe they could have put them in the last fifteen minutes. I don't know. Maybe, you know, R two. And just give me a little bit of like, what are the odds? Like maybe C-3PO could say like, the odds of us not showing up in the last 15 minutes of the Star Wars movie are 864,000 to 1. Well done. Right? Well done. But they didn't even have that. It was like, oh, we're supposed to care about Ray and only Ray and spoilers. So you, you know, don't the have any thing about, about it. it. The, the, the worst thing about it was that my son. That's what I love about Mark. He really little, doesn't have anything to say. One of his just... punk friends. Before he, my son comes to me, he's like, to so my friend Liam saw this movie the other, saw the Star Wars movie the other day, and he told me something about the the plot, and I don't know if he was serious or not, but he said, "Can I say it on here on the podcast?" Yeah. Everybody's seen it by now. Like, Ray is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. It's like, dude, could that be? I was like, why would you say? <laughs> what, what did you just do? Like. The tickets are for next week. Oh, I can't. Oh. You can put that back in the bottle. Oh. So the whole movie was just me sitting there waiting, going oh, like, "Oh my god." Well, when are we gonna find out if that <laughs> stupid thing was right? And sure enough, oh, you know, I'll tell you ruined. one. One time, I walked into uh, all my in college. I walked into um, my friends, and their friends were all hanging out watching this movie. It was that one with Edward Norton. Where he's Red like, nope. Where he's the like, you can't, you don't know if he's like the crazy, oh, like Richard Gere is his lawyer, and like, did oh, he really primal fear? The primal yeah. fear, right? Yeah. So I walk that? in, oh, I walk into this movie, and this guy's all watching the movie. I guess what are you, what are you guys watching? What is this movie? No, and they're like, they they're like, shh, shh, American History X. They're like, quiet, quiet. And I was like, and I start watching, and, and the first thing I hear is him going. I did kill that girl, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, whoa. And I was like, what's the big deal? Like, what? Like like, like the apex. It's like watching The Sixth Sense and having him going like, I see dead people. 
<laughs> and like, oh, you were dead the whole time. Like that's what I caught was the was the literally the spoiler. So Terrible. that's what I I have these things spoiled for me on more than more than a few occasions. So. Um, the short answer to your question was I enjoyed it. It was it was still it was still good. Um, the, I will say that the thing missing from the prequels and the thing, even though he was in them, the thing missing in the the newest trilogy is Hans is is Harrison Ford. Uh, Harrison Ford uh, set the tone yeah. for those first the, for the original trilogy. They had humor and and sarcasm and that's what set the tone for those things and and they I that's you, what is missing i know from the from the from the from the prequels i mean like come on like there's a lot of stuff missing from the prequels oh, that even yeah. harrison ford wouldn't be able to fix but the those the last three like they just needed those they they, they needed that character and they didn't mm. deliver that character they had character. Ewan McGregor who's fucking great and he he couldn't you and know he, they, counterbalance he, he had to the, play it so dry he, didn't ha- he had yeah, to he play didn't they didn't give humor. him a script they didn't give him a script. They should have. He's one charming motherfucker. Yes, yes. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Oh, I know. Someday, you know. <laughs> someday I'm going to make a reality show where I drive a motorcycle around the world. No, oh, my God. You Did you see Kylo Ren? You drive, you drive a moped around the world. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. And I would be in the he did car. he did he did the he did the long <laughs> the way down and the long way around car. and I would make like the really long way around. Mark has to stop at Perkins again. You would make it twenty minutes out of Madison. Yeah, run out of gas. Your transmission would drop out, <laughs> and the universe would say back to Columbus. It does seem to be what happens. Uh, I I can't. Before we close up Star Wars, uh, you're you seem to be a big fan. Uh, you embraced this R two D two water bottle that like you've given me. That you've Amazing. given me as a parting gift for this for this fledgling the podcast. Everything parting. I think gift. it's wonderful, and I'm so it's excited so weird. about it. Everybody gets one of these. Really? To be like your I, we've Are set they... a dangerous precedent. I can't guarantee something this level <laughs> for a future guest. He has I, a Mayflower. I, I will. I will say if you're gonna give if you're gonna give gifts to your future guests, mm. which I think is a lovely idea, just make sure they're dry. Not a bad. Idea. Yeah, maybe <laughs> clean. Sure clean it first. Maybe. Actually, it's probably clean, and that's why it's wet. You're obviously a big fan, Mark. It's fresh. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, Freshly yeah. clean. A couple things. Yeah. Okay. Hit me up. I have Stop never been able to get right with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Wearing, he, the first movie he appears in is what? Uh, uh, Porky's Revenge. The last, uh, <laughs> right. Oh, right. oh, I got, no, I got you. Okay. The Force Awakens? Force Awakens? Is yep. that where we're introduced to Kylo Ren? Yep. And you are let in very quickly that the mask is not for any sort of medical reason. Right. Like Darth Vader. Right. He just actually, wears it for effect. He's and actually he, quite handsome underneath it. And if you just tell yep. him to take it off because, hey, that's not working for me, he'll yep. go, all right. Yeah. And he'll just lift it off. Yeah. And he's a guy with yeah. a face and, and flowing hair. And he's just kind of whiny. <laughs> and so like angry, like he's like a still like an angry. He's like a grown ass man who's still petulance. like a petulant, whiny little kid. And so as a viewer, yeah. when I see Kylo Ren... I don't he, think he would when, like you saying those things about him. When he decides to get serious, he puts the helmet on. Everybody around him in like the Death Star or whatever, yeah. like everybody knows that it's just, oh, he's just always oh, mad. He's like, oh, he's, he's really... Uh, yeah. All right, Dan. Oh, he wants to be intimidating. It was Ben upset. Sorry, so, Ben. <laughs> ben angry. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, yeah. so right. that part has yeah. never sat with me. I don't understand why I go through that if it's just for... Yeah. But we were children. It doesn't really mean anything to me. We were children when we were first introduced True. to Darth oh, yeah. Vader, 
who scared the absolute yes. bejesus out of at least me. Were you scared by Darth Vader? And like everything in old Star Wars, why there was wouldn't mystery. you be? There was with, mystery with to that it. evil background music. Dun, 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 the music was dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, half of it dun, dun, well, at least. And the and Ape, the look, the dark, the, the black samurai of death, mm-hmm. the costume, everything. And Go I on. think that's. Don't get me started now because I'm my nerdiness rivals <laughs> Croft maybe we'll on a strong day probably not but still the thing that made those initial movies so compelling a big part of it was it wasn't digital right. pseudo reality trying to create an impression it was actual sets it was actual costumes right it was a dude stalking in that gear and at least to my six-year-old eyes or seven-year-old or however old I was when my dad took me to Spencer, Iowa to the little two-screen movie theater to see The Empire Strikes Back. Scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, yeah. I mean, d- primal kind of fear like that. That touched something deep in my psyche that was like, well, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, everything that's come after, like Darth Maul or whatever, he's he looks like a Halloween character with the makeup. You can see there's makeup on this dude. Like, none of them work, but maybe that's a byproduct of us just being old enough to be skeptical and view it well, in our adult sort of, well, it's just make-believe. It's not scary versus... I was versus, really, with, uh, I was really primal out fear. By, I was really skeeved out by Yoda. <laughs> I remember being in the theater and I was young enough... He was creepy. My mom covered my eyes when Yoda came on the screen. <laughs> I love your mom. Dude. Yeah. What a mom. Yeah. So it was, I don't know. Gross. I was so scared of Yoda. Was it the ear hair? Yeah, he did have a lot of hair on. I mean, that was. I mean, he and talked. Do like, we have you know, as much ear oh, hair. The only thing I can remember is going like he kind of talks like Grover from Sesame Street. <laughs> so like maybe he's an okay dude. Same guy, yeah. Frank Oz, that did yeah. both. Did he do maybe? both? I don't know, but it's possible. He's one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Did he do Grover? He did. Is he, he in the Jim Henson he did, gang? He, well, he yeah, has to be right. Yeah, he was. He was Miss Piggy. Oh he duh! Was, Jesus, I Davis. think he might together. Yeah, we should. Well, I have to say, having watched, I'm going to just segue for a second into The Mandalorian. I, having watched The Mandalorian ah. very recently and, and really enjoyed it, um, it, coming full circle to see Yoda as like something so incredible. I know it's not Yoda, but a young Yoda, whatever species. Oh, that baby is, Yoda. Being incredibly cute. Maybe the cutest thing I've seen sure. in, in, in years. I just. My I've, kids have showed yeah. me baby Yoda. I've never seen Mandalorian. Yeah, though. you need to watch, man. How do you feel about baby Yoda? Uh,. Undeniably cute. Yeah, you got you got to wait till you see it in <laughs> feels, the thing. Uh, jaded Star Wars fan is jaded the right word. Uh, feels a little cloying, but at this point, everything's kind of fair. You were too old for the Ewoks, weren't you? No, no. You eh. enjoyed? The, did you enjoy the Ewoks? Eh. So that is the line. Return of the Jedi is like eighty three. Mm-hmm. So I was ten, eleven. Dan was you, swinging you around in the, the woods Ewoks, like Indiana then? Jones at this point. I absolutely enjoyed them. It was it, it and for, still do and un, still until about Wars. five years ago. Return of the Jedi was still my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. It wasn't until I realized like, oh, yeah, the Ewoks are really cloying. That's the word you clue. was, was yeah. cloying. But I thought they were just adorable and fun, like Wicked. Come on, come on, come on, get out of here! Right? Like, well, and the, right. and the treehouse fantasy yeah, set oh, that they constructed. These are real places. That's the problem that maybe my son's generation doesn't yeah. get. That and it was a problem with the prequels is that you could tell it was a digital world and it mm. wasn't real and how do you connect with something like on an emotional level that doesn't exist the super fleet in yeah. this new movie yeah is so asininely huge <laughs> it's it's the same that's not a word go on it's one small <laughs> panel of digital whatever repeated 
a zillion times and you're just like, come on, they don't have a million Star Destroyers. There's no way. Where did they? <laughs> that's where they lost you. Well, that's what I, that's the kind, you know, like in the older movies, there was a Death Star and it made sense. It had scale. It had menacing uh, the problem qualities. With- and this, they're just like, and now for my final, the final act. And they show you the fleet and you're just like, come on. I think it gets to the point of like the problem with, Adams called it the problem with America earlier with the color choices and there being just too goddamn many. Mm. And Lucas got to the oh, point yeah. where he yeah. could do everything and he could do too much and he could do right. too much and he could gild the fuck out of that space lily. Whereas the original films, you know, he had to like, go all in after this even after the amazing success of the first one to make the second one mm-hmm. and, and he was they, like a working musician yeah since and Segway. and uh, look at this guy and the the limited resources forced a level of, of creativity resourcefulness of resourcefulness and, of all also these things. the charisma of the actors you had to oh, lean heavily mm-hmm. on right because what are you going to be paying attention to the people on the screen not the yeah. and they're not just going to put a world behind you later. Correct. And gotta, it is. And those actors got to sell it. And mm-hmm. you got to. I remember. It. I remember and they seeing did. those interviews of how many people thought like this is going to be so dumb. This is uh, so dumb. No, the people in it, the yeah. actors oh, in it, were like, things oh, like this God. is going to be terrible. I mean, Harrison Ford. For I mean, still to this to this day, is probably like, oh, Star Wars. Oh, can I just go? You know, Obi Wan. I guess uh, Alec Guinness see. was Alec the, Guinness. was yeah, the big one who was yeah. like he was a knight of the fucking realm or something. And everyone was like, hey, Star Wars. Yeah, I know you right. did, uh, you know, King Lear right. last week on the West End, but and Obi Wan, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, great, yeah, great." So we don't want to talk about Star Wars all night, but you can I, you can you can have three minutes dedicated. Has to it the lost podcast, its so. thread? I I haven't seen any of the new movies. Has uh, it lost its essence? Well, I was going to say yes. about this last one. Yes. Yes. I don't feel the connected to the well tissue anymore. Yeah. It's tough. It's and tough they, they do keep going anymore. back to the well of like, oh, really? She's his granddaughter. Yeah, like we've seen it it's not fresh been done it's not very fresh rogue force one was great and i don't or rogue one rogue Rogue one One. rogue one was rogue one i think is the best movie since um return of the jedi and i know that's saying a lot okay what was i watched star wars rogue one when i watched star wars rogue one i was like oh i'm back in the original trilogy this is the closest anybody has come to recreating the magic that happens in the original trilogy and it's probably because Alec, Alan Tudyk is in it because that guy is oh, fucking yeah. amazing. And yeah. I, Tell us who Alan Tudyk is. Alan Tudyk uh, is the actor uh, that um, plays the robot. He plays the robot. Uh, oh. What do they call them in Star Wars? They call him the droid. droid. Who, who's Having the, trouble with your droid. I am. And so he plays the droid, but he also was the pilot from Firefly. Andy, I got to bring Firefly into the <gasps> conversation. Mark's got the one. biggest um, Firefly boater of anybody oh, I've I ever seen. I was such a late... Um, late arrival to the whole Firefly thing, oh. and I didn't catch it till it was like on Netflix, and I was like, "What is this?" And oh my god, this is a am- oh my god, this is amazing! And, it's and I want I ever wanted and I life. want more. Where's more? And the, and there then like no everybody's like, "That's it, dude. You we already like you missed this boat by like and six they- years, and they already got the more. And like you just watched the movie mm. now, you see Serenity, and now." That's the, all the more you're getting, my friend. Oh, it the, sucks. The, the serious, like, heavy grief of <gasps> Serenity. Dan hasn't seen it. You haven't I've seen never even heard Firefly? Of it. Oh. I've never even heard of it. Oh. The, 
listeners, the disappointment. I can't express <laughs> yeah. how disappointed the people are I'm in not, this I'm not even feeling disappointed. Way out of this room. It's... I just feel sad for you. <laughs> the sorrow. I do. I have the grief. Time. I have the entire series and the movie on DVD. Oh. I don't want to put you on the spot I will much, rent. But... I will rent it to you for a mere $3 a day. <laughs> And you will see all 14 of the original episodes, only 11 aired, before Fox canceled it. Wow. Yes, because Fox has been ruining everything for everybody for a really long time. And uh, and then you can check out the movie that they made afterwards when people were like so heartbroken that they canceled this beloved series. And the the movie was called... Nathan Fillion. Serenity was called... It was the movie. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know... But There's a couple Nathan, big names. Nathan, dude, once you see it all, give me a little taste of the Nathan theme Billion. song. If you, dude, I if somebody on the spot. feels oh, that's just Joss Whedon, it's Joss Whedon directed that and created it. Joss, we- you know Joss Whedon, help uh, directed help. the original Avengers movie. Mm. Joss Whedon, okay. he okay. did he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer okay. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah um, he did Firefly. It was not one of his first, but it was like. It's the best thing he's ever done, man. Oh, it's just, it's just so great. When somebody is that. Passionate slash nerd. What's the nerd version of passionate? Nerd, nerd. Uh, that nerdy about something. Yeah. I want to give it a chance. Oh. I want to see what the, you won't be disappointed. What this is. You will only be disappointed that they and didn't I, make more. Did you like Battlestar Galactica, the new one? Uh, I heard that it was great. Wow. Oh. You are one pathetic. Oh. 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 You're gonna wait. You're gonna bring up like Star Wars and like have some sort of serious well, conversation about Star Wars, and you've never seen Battlestar. I've what, been what able the f- what the frack. I've been able to keep up with a number of things, uh, not all the things. That's all right. There's you a did. Lot of things. You, you, I know. You, you, you I had know. like you had like 15 kids. I saw Battlestar Galactica hard, so in like man. the late 70s, yeah. early so 80s. If you literally have like about 90 <laughs> hours to spare, <laughs> right? You should check out that. It's worth it. It's it's good. It's good. I, I would. It's I good. will. If, but I can. Uh, fire, when people recommend gonna, stuff that strong, I check it out. Firefly. These guys got all. Uh, Nav got all over me about Mindhunter. You can wait. You can I've wait. I watched it. It's fucking on, awesome. You can yeah. wait on 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 the Battlestar for a while. Okay, okay? but you got to get you got to get. That was in back on when Firefly. my kids well, were young. And then once you people do, I'll talking about I'll that. loan you. I'll rent you my collector's book <laughs> that I got from Fire. It's leather bound. Okay, oh, man. and it's got the descriptions oh. of everything. Oh, it's something. It is. It's been in space and back, and now it's in its place. It's a special collection that you've got, Mark. I can't take any more Cause this woman she tears me apart She's been walking around With a cold and an old broken heart It's the ice in her veins That takes away all of the thrill She's a landslide I'm at the top of the hill Well she's taking the moon She's You've been recording this for the last 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, all this. We never turn BS it off. Oh, dear God. Always record. <laughs> yeah, we're like to always do that. Can you guys, you guys ply all of your gifts with <laughs> these delicious uh, brandy old fashions? It's a <laughs> bourbon. Can you slurp 
This is a this is a this is a bourbon old fashioned. It's good, isn't it? Maybe we should get him a straw for the. This glass is wet too. I've eaten I've eaten so many pistachio nuts. This this episode of Solving Everything brought to you by the sound of Mark eating and drinking. Yeah. yeah. You talked about record labels. Yeah. And your dalliance. Your near dalliance. I don't know what that word label. means, but okay, yeah, sure. And then right when you got here, not to be like interrogating yeah. you. Yeah. The Grammys. Yeah. Can you take those two things and make them into a little bit of a a, a, a springboard for what rec- how record labels are changing their game yeah. and how it's changing <laughs> Jesus Christ I've just been drinking water uh, <laughs> and how it's changing what we're seeing uh, what's uh, viable why oh does, my God why does what makes it make it I don't know how much authority why? I can I can uh, I can speak to you on, on that on kind like, of do you look at little levels X and think maybe I should wear a pink cowboy hat I remember <laughs> think, I remember asking last night pants. like wait there's a Nas. And you're Nas? telling me there's a little Nas, <laughs> and now there's a little Nas X. Is that what's I, happening? I think I made all of those people? up, and I don't Who know. The Grammys were on last night, and I typically don't watch it. Just out of, I just don't watch it. I don't find it all that interesting, quite honestly. And I just kind of don't care anymore. What's happening in that level of the business with those, but you can't with those away. with those people who are actually successful at this business, right? Junk food, but like an like a car accident, you well, just can't. Yeah, so my wife was watching. She enjoys it, and I, you know, was trying to be supportive. And so I watched. And um, <laughs> no, and I mean, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it, and it's just it. I've more than I think more more than anything. My takeaway was that like, holy shit, I'm old now, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think at some point I said, this just sounds like noise. <gasps> to oh my me. god. I did, and I realized I recoiled in exactly. I made that noise too, and I went inside mostly. I went. Oh, that was like the old, that's like old man stuff. Yeah, I did. Get off. But um, it's the you know it's the it, what's his name the creator that guy. I, Dad. I, no, there was there's an artist. There's an artist on the what's his the, or something the creator. I can't remember. His Tyler name. the Terrible. creator. Something like that. Yeah. And, all right, um, I'm sorry. I've never. I know it's Lori took Max and Fritz I know it's to art. Tyler the Creator. I know it's Madison. art, and I know he's creating stuff, and I and I give him. Well, it's like, right there in his name. Totally, like it. That really felt more to like to me. Like it was felt less like music and more like performance art. Like mm. it was more like oh. like a version of interpretive dance that I didn't understand. And, oh, I like performance art though. Yeah, was, yeah, I didn't see it, but was it music? Yeah, I mean it's musical. Okay, but you know, like these kids these days. <laughs> You know what I mean? How much of it, um, Mark, is no, just I mean, like, it was, we, uh, was music adjacent. You were referred to as an enormous callus earlier. Yeah. Well, and, and learning to... Beige callus. Kind of... You, you developed your own, I would say, your own voice yeah. on an instrument. That isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Like, we've talked before just about the toll that playing guitar takes on your hands. Sure. If you care about it enough and you do it enough. And you go at it hard enough, and like when you see some dude pressing buttons on his laptop and spinning faders, yeah. you're like, "Come on, bro! <laughs> learn learn an instrument, my friend." Yeah, I mean, there's that like it's old manish, but is that part yeah. of what, what Tyler was doing, where you're you couldn't relate to it or you couldn't connect because it was too digital? And I'm, I'm probably not the target audience for his music. Let's just say that right out right. That's a phrase I've been and using I, a lot. And I, 
I anybody who is I think I think what I what I learned come to this and not knowing anything about him, but except for seeing his performance and hearing a little bit about him, um, you know, he's a guy who's breaking these barriers and 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 being artistic in a way that's not what you're probably what I'm used to hearing, and I have to give him credit for that because it's he's stepping out and he's taking these chances and it sounded like what from what he was saying in his speech from after winning an award was that you know he really appreciated that these people were willing to give him a chance and allow him to do kind of his out of the box ideas and what he did was really felt like performance art to me and 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 I appreciated that and it, I know you have to submit an idea for a performance when you put when you're asked to perform and for consideration and he came up with an amazing performance piece and and the visualness of it it's just the music of it wasn't something it's not it's not in my it's not in my wheelhouse it's not what my brain like hears and easily interprets you know well, you're a person who sits in rooms playing an instrument for other people yeah but what about One just yeah one. you're it's talking a totally about this different like experience i just well i just think you know watching the grammys in 2020 versus watching the grammys when i was 20 um is a very different thing like Aerosmith came out last night and played with Run DMC and I was like last Holy night world. yeah they came out and they played Walk This Way that and I was in like, like 1988 right and the only thing that I could think of was like wow there's actually an electric guitar being played at the Grammys this year <laughs> it's changed so much and like what's right. popular from like when I was young and we were listening to music it was all electric guitars and drums and you know that's who was on stage and it was and it was just a much different thing. It's it just music has shifted. It's we're not in the like grunge phase or like Did you a, even you know, see like, the band? Like Did you even fo- see the alt band? folk thing. It's this it's a lot of like it's a lot of hip hop and rap and that seems to be what is really focused for the for popular mainstream music right now. There's no band. And that's and that's and that's too I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I it's a little bit different in country music, but in like for what is apparently really pop in mainstream music now, it's just a very different thing. These instruments aren't utilized in the same way, and with as much of an um, an accent in what is being put forward in the music. And um, I didn't know who Billie I Billie Eilish Eilish was mm. really, mm. and heard her name mm. a little bit, but you know she was the big winner last night, and I couldn't tell you any of her songs, oh, yeah. which makes me just wake, wake up this morning and go like, oh. I'm old. I'm just old. I'm an old grumpy man now who sits and complains about how can these kids call this music? That's how, <laughs> that's how I felt about the Grammys. Life. That was really my big takeaway. It's nothing having to do with any of them. It was mostly that I've turned into a grumpy old man. I wonder how much of this stuff actually has the legs or the, as Dan would say, or the potential to, you know, to last. Or if it is a lot of it, just trendy stuff that, you know, you're not just being a cynical old man, but you're seeing it for what it is, which is just disposable garbage that is popular now, but forgotten next year. Quickly but replaced by a new face. Is body, this like The Great sound. Gatsby? Is that that book where it's like gilded? It's 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 all gilded on the outside, but there's no substance in the middle. Am I thinking of the right book? Hmm. That relates to Let's, F. Scott we talk Fitzgerald. about Star Wars more? I don't <laughs> get that reference. <laughs> Stop it, trying to get all literary on it us, for It feels God's like sakes. that. It feels like it's just glitter it's confetti it's there's no substance but there's a lot of i mean that's that's mainstream music is is kind of a lot of that yeah and when you but it also seems like right it also seems like in mainstream music when you find that thing that isn't that yeah that something that's really heartfelt and honest 
and and inspired and inspired and and inspiring that does get celebrated but but un, but true. unfortunately that bar is kind of easy to, to jump over because it does feel like a lot of like empty stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean filler but um who are we talking about now that isn't just filler and substance or without substance yola is a voice and a person that's you know is she on winning grammys and getting some attention she that's is. like a real talent okay got a real soul underneath what she's singing mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know much about her, but um, Demi Lovato came on last night, and and I hope I'm even saying her name right. Oh my god, and she sang a really like a song that she wrote. I guess when she was um, yeah, going dealing with some serious depression, and maybe there was even a suicide attempt. Oh, and it was a song that she wrote that was really. Oh really yeah, powerful. I remember and moving, the suicide attempt. Yeah, moving huh. and and um, you know, I come from a place of honesty, and I'm glad that they're like. That the Grammys are willing to have her on to kind of give that really kind of heartfelt performance and intimate kind of performance. And it was an amazing thing to see her. They started the song and she started singing it and she had to stop because she had tears. And she had to stop and be like, piano player needed to start over. Uh And then because her voice kind of cracked on the the first couple of notes live on the Grammys. Wow. And um, they and then he has she turned around and had him start over again. They weren't too deep into the song, maybe 20 seconds, but that's big. She had to find her voice and um, she nailed it. I mean, once she got in, she was singing, starting out singing really kind of soft and tender. Mm. And and it, it, she had a lot of emotion there. You could tell. And, and, and in the end, like clearly she's like got an amazing voice and she's super talented. Mm-hmm. But th- I mean, that was a really cool thing. And that was a great moment to have on there. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when like Abbott Brothers and that one band that's like, I will wait, I will yeah, wait. Mumford. 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 I remember seeing that and being like, they're all playing their own instruments. Acoustic instruments. They, yeah. 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 And that, how many years ago was that now? Probably 2012. Yeah. 2013. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's like seven, eight years ago. A little I mean, mini that folk revival that happened like, there. Yeah, the little mm. mini folk revival that we had happened. But it gives me hope, though. You were just in these like, around. you know, yeah. a, a brilliant song on on an acoustic guitar is like a tuxedo, I think, to a degree. Like it's always going to work if it's done well enough, hmm. if it's done right. Um, God damn it. I had a thought about the Grammys that I wanted to to share and it's it's gone because I started talking about tuxedos and <laughs> and acoustic guitars. Mm, formal wear. <laughs> Gets you every time. I'm off. Oh, oh, sorry. Favorite Grammy moment. Here it is. Billy Joel, his last album, he performs River of Dreams. Oh, okay. And he takes a moment to comment on this very thing that we're talking about, how the show itself and everything is just such a business. This has to be like 93. Yeah. Wow, he hasn't been on the Grammy since 93. Oh, he might have been on there to receive lifetime Ah. fucking. No, River of Dreams must be. But no, Early yeah, 90s. this is ever since '93 he refused to show up. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> let me principle. tell this. So he 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 takes a moment in his live performance because he's at the end, kind of the end of this legendary career. Doesn't have anything to prove, nothing to lose, or whatever. But he's just humoring people. He's essentially. a crotchety old dude too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's got that great now cynicism. Never to come on our show. Thanks a lot. No, Mark. please, Billy. But anyway, he's playing River of Dreams, and he goes to the baptized by fire. I wade into the river that's running to the promised land. And there's a little break in the recording, and he sits at his piano stool, and he he looks out at everybody, 
and just lets it sit real pregnant like lifts up his wrists <laughs> points to his watch says dollars dollars precious dollars <laughs> really in the middle of the everybody <laughs> really <laughs> back though, yeah what Whoa. a badass oh my what god yeah man mm. Mm. Huh. the only grammy moment i really remember i mean i of course i have a pretty good memory and i'd eventually think of stuff but when metallica was on the grammys i was in high school word of 90. that that's 90 word of that had made it through like rolling stone or you know wherever you got information back then before the internet the printed word and my friends and i counted down to that like it was the super bowl and that broke all the rules and yeah and then jethro tall won the grammy for his like Farewell, Al. Crest of a Knave. That's what, what it was called. Yeah. Oh, so in, the, Dan, in like Paul. the hard rock metal category. No. It was so and so, so and so, Metallica for And Justice for All, and Jethro Tull, Crest of a Knave. And the what? Grammy goes to no. Jethro Tull, Crest of a Knave. And the place what? is like, oh, the what? place is like silent. And then seconds. young people like me were like, what? As much as I like Jethro Tull. No, you know, he's but up against Metallica's which one? That album? They played one. They played one on the Grammy stage. Mm. And, and Justice for All is the album. No. And uh, how does one go again, Dan? That's I, the, I mean, not. that's 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 and Justice for All. That's the Enter Sandman album. No, no that's, that's the Black, black album. album that came after. Oh. <laughs> You're not nerdy enough. And Justice for All is one. <laughs> Come on, give us a taste of one. Give us some something. Other. You've got a good head field. You I, just do. I do. Uh, uh, but I can't, I, oh, dude. I'm putting you on too much on the spot yeah, right now. Too much on the spot. <laughs> One is kind of a ballad, though. It's a ballad that right. rocks, right? It starts off right. sensitive, and then fucking brings that thunder, and then goes to hold my breath as I wish for death. How did that not win? <laughs> yeah, it just uh, it was Jethro Tell's turn. He waited. His whole life. Oh, he never and had one before. I don't know. He was one of those, you know, waiting, standing on one foot, one <laughs> leg, playing no. the flute, waiting, oh. waiting, waiting. Flabbit. There's some music nerd humor there. Was yeah. it a yeah. was it a Grammy mm-hmm. or was it an Oscar? When <laughs> at the end of his life, towards the end, I mean, he's still alive, but he's an old dude. Randy, the great, the great Randy Newman, finally gets fucking recognized. Mm. It's it's a Grammy or an Oscar, mm, so yeah, for his you know Toy Story or something he did with Pixar, and he right. gets up there, and his first line is, "I don't need your pity." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. That's a guy who knows how to give an acceptance wow. speech. <laughs> yeah. Mark. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for coming. You're very welcome. Oh, thank you guys so much for having. This was really fun. This is a good time. Dude, agreed. It. it was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got to play a song and a half for you, which I thought was really fun. And um, we got to talk to Star Wars, so I, I'm going to call it a win. <laughs> it's it was real, good. It's a real pleasure to have you around, Mark. You're one of those guys who uh, is real talented, and I don't hate you for it. Well, because thanks, you're man. also not a douche. <laughs> like me. He, he fucking hates me. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. For those reasons and others. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> No. You could hate me for much worse. The fact that I that I you helped me move about every three years could be. You could hate me and for I'm, like I'm much sorry. better reasons. Are we that. even now? Are we? Are I'm we cool? sorry for breaking you guys? your entertainment center. If I've never said that before, <gasps> you broke. I got in a lot of trouble with my with my wife for breaking. We were we were carrying an an unreasonably heavy piece of furniture down the stairs, 
uh, and uh, for my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now wow. my wife, and, and Andy and I just couldn't mm. fit it. It was too heavy, and we broke it. Ikea I got in a lot of trouble. She still hasn't really forgiven uh, me for it, and, you know, all these mm. years later. That's, yeah. that's rough. It's one of those things. That's life. You know, that's life, guys. It's life. Um, anyways, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> this I just feels guys, like so. a good start. I yeah, think we need to good. do this again. Good, good, good. We'll oh, do it again. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to come back. Episode um, 872. <laughs> right. You can have okay. me back. Yep. yep. That's a good Once you've literally solved everything, yep. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Sounds All right. great. Thanks, guys. Tears. She had a smile and a wink for all the passers-by And when she spoke, she always spoke and looked in the eye And I could tell that she embodied innocence and charm But I had heard that wives and mothers meant to do her harm My heart went out to Molly with compassion for her state They said she always worked so hard and always stayed up late the way they'd say that Molly always aimed to please. From the moment that I met her, I was put at ease. She took my hand and squeezed it there with every bit of class, and promptly took my hand and put it right upon her ass. father told me about romance and pretty girls before so i recited poetry and tales from days of yore she took my hat and took my coat and she took me up the stairs she took me to a room that i could only guess was hers this country boy has never seemed to take to city ways even though I've been to town, I very seldom stayed. But how could I ever leave with love a caution through my veins? She put a saddle on my back and then she took the reins. Hidey, hidey, hoody, hidey, hoody, hidey, hidey. around and thinking about you every night and day. No other girls compared to what I had at Molly Brown. It's the only thing I've talked about since Molly left town. Laying all alone, Molly left a letter there, laying by the phone. It said, Sonny, I can tell you're a shining Irish lad. And for a country virgin boy, it didn't do that bad. Well, three days went by and still I hadn't seen a hide in her hair. So I went back to that old pub to try to find her there. They said that that girl Molly Brown, she always came and went And they disagreed when I had said that she was heaven sent 
communicable and something about disease. The only thing I know is that she brought me to my knees. She's beautiful as the sun rising on the eastern shore. But the sailors in this town, they seem to think she's something more. So ends my tale of Molly Brown, the girl who stole my heart. And a sweeter girl has never had a chance to play the part. And I'll marry that girl someday, if ever there's the chance. But for now, I'll start attending to the itching in my pants. Thank you.